Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. To learn more about the program and our church, when you visit walkintruth.com or you can download the Free Living Truth app. And now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapters 34 through 35 called The Two Roads. It's nobles, verse 12, there is no one there whom they may proclaim king. That's all they wanted is a human king, and they were willing to embrace the Antichrist. But now they look around, there's nobody there. All its princes shall be nothing. They're gone. There's no one left to look to, no no more human heroes that we can vote into office to save us. Thorns shall come up in fortified towers. This is all language of... Uh, things that are desolate, nettles and thistles and fortified cities. It shall be a haunt of jackals and a boat of ostriches, ostriches. And the desert creature shall meet with the wolves. The hairy goat also shall cry to its kind. Yes, the night monster or creature shall settle there and, sh- and shall find herself a resting place. The tree snake, I mean, these are all things that are just things that you see in nightmares, right? The tree snake shall make its nest and lay eggs there. It will hatch and gather them under its protection. Yes, the hawk shall be gathered there, everyone with its own kind, and all the people say, yeah, you know what? I don't think hell will be so bad. All my buddies will be there, and we'll just tap the keg, and we'll party. Really? Well, you better... Get comfortable with snakes and jackals and owls and porcupines. Because <laughs> that's what you get. Now, what do you do? Well, seek, look at verse 16, from the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these will be missing. None will lack its mate, speaking of those animals, For his mouth has commanded, and his spirit has gathered them. You know, if you're reading this, remember, there was an invitation right at the beginning of Isaiah 34. Hey, nations, come and hear what the Lord says through the prophet. And he summoned the nations to himself. And he said, hey, now now that you've gotten the skinny, the scoop on what this is going to look like, if you choose road B instead of road A, if you choose to reject Jesus Christ, well, let me tell you something. Read the book again. Because the Lord has spoken it, it will come to pass. His words come to pass. Amen? All the prophecies about Jesus at his first coming came to pass. And they're going to come to pass again. So read the book and seek wisdom from the book. As the book of Revelation says in Revelation 1.3, read and heed the words of this book. Blessed is he who reads and heeds. And that's what the Lord says. Seek from the book. Read it. Because not one thing that the Lord says will be missing. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Not one jot, not one tittle from the book of the law until all things be accomplished. God has elevated his word above his name. It will come to pass. And so he says, you might want to read it again. You might want to just take a look at it again. I don't have time to read the Bible. You know, Do we really believe that the Bible is God's word? What other book would you want to read if you believe that this is the word of God breathed out to us? We should spend as much time as possible knowing exactly what this says. But we got all kinds of stuff coming at us that keeps us away. 
He has, a, he has cast, verse 17, a lot for them. His hand is divided to them, uh, it to them by line. They shall possess it forever from generation to generation. They shall dwell in it. Speaking of God uh, put the promised land to the people by lots, and here he's petitioning out uh, the land of Edom, it seems, in context to the, those who will dwell in it. Now, if we said goodnight right now, I know you'd walk out and say, hey, wow, sheesh, tough. But we're going to keep going. 35, I told you there's a tough chapter and then one that will make you glad. This is, now, if you've chosen road A, here's what you'll get. The wilderness after this judgment comes and the desert will be glad. The Arabah will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. This is the transformed natural creation of God. The creation is groaning, but after God judges, you can imagine after the, the seventh seal is done, the bowls and the trumpet judgment, it's, the planet Earth is going to be reeling. When you read the descriptions of what's going to happen in the judgment of God, look at the, think what the planet's going to look like. Mother Earth is going to be having a bad hair day, okay? But God is going to restore what has been burned up, the green grass, the waters, everything. He is going to remake it. And just as the angels in Job 38, 7 rejoiced and shouted for joy at the creation of God, and we believe the angels were there, created, and then God was making the world and the universe, so we apparently will have some part in watching the recreation of the planet. Whether it is totally remade from scratch or whether it is renovated, which I lean towards it being renovated, uh, not totally destroyed, but renovated, but it will be reeling, and God will then remake the planet into the original Eden, if you will, and when he does, I think we're going to be like the angels shouting for joy. And I don't know if we'll be, get to make, you know, say, God, would you make a star for me? Bling! You know, I don't know how that's going to work, but cool stuff. It will blossom, verse 2, profusely, and rejoice with rejoicing and shout of joy. Notice the descriptions of joy and gladness. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. These are places where there was fertility and growth and, and beauty. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord. The majesty of our God. Nothing will hide his glory. And so in light of this, what do we need to do? We need to encourage the exhausted and strengthen the feeble. See, that's part of what it means to read the book. That's part of what it means to be a Christian. Is we need, look at verse 3 with me. We need to encourage the exhausted. When one part of the body is hurting, what happens? We hurt. When one part of the body is rejoicing, we rejoice. We are to strengthen the hands that are feeble. This is Hebrews 12, 12 and 13. Strengthen the hands that are weak, the knees that are feeble. Make straight paths for your feet so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. Sometimes in life your faith is high and somebody else's is low. And sometimes your faith is low and somebody else's is high. And when that happens, we can strengthen and encourage each other. And when you, when you read difficult passages like this and you know it's tough to, to you know, swallow and, and, and digest this stuff, Then you see the beauty of the Lord and you see the majesty of our God and you see what's coming. And you can say to those, look at verse four, with the anxious heart. I know a lot of us, man, anxiety just seems to be something that just ravages us. 
And there's so many things that we can worry about. It seems like the holidays can even bring extra worries to people. And there's all kinds of anxiety and anxious hearts. And the Bible doesn't hide the fact that believers can have an anxious heart. But what do we say to those who have anxious hearts? We should say to them, and this is what Jesus often said to his followers, take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he And I'll add what the New King James says. He will come and save you. Now, imagine if you were a person here during a time of tribulation. Let's say that the church is going to go through the 70th week of Daniel. Or let's say that you're, if you don't believe that, let's say you're a tribulation saint or you're a person that's Jewish and your eyes open during that time. What do you think will be the most difficult thing to do during times of tribulation and crisis. It will be to hold on, to stay positive, to really believe that the Lord's going to come. And to me, this implies that there's going to have to be people during this time that are going to have to say to others, and whatever time of crisis, you know, you could think of a third world country where people are saying right now, can I go on as a Christian? Can I sacrifice anymore being excommunicated? excommunicated from my family. Think of Pastor Youssef. We just got an update. Uh, Nardakani, the pastor, Iranian pastor that was uh, in prison. Youssef Nardakani, an Iranian pastor sentenced to death for apostasy, will remain in prison for at least one more year. The presiding judge ordered authorities to keep Youssef in prison using whatever means necessary to force him to recant his Christian faith and convert to Islam. So now they put him in jail for another year, and it may be that every single day, They are torturing him and trying to get him to recant his faith. Now, put yourself in that prison. And we we talk about the difficulties of our Christian life, right? It's hard to be a Christian in this world. Yeah, it can be. You want to put yourself in Pastor Yusuf's shoes right now? Who may every day be tortured or abused or ridiculed and told, if you just convert to Islam, we'll let you out of prison. See, they're going to have to be strong people saying to those with anxious heart, those with, who are exhausted, those who are feeble, take courage. Look at verse four again. Make this your own tonight. Fear not. Behold, your God will come. You've read the book, right? He is coming and he's going to come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come and he will save you. He is going to save you. That's his promise. He is going to save you. So hold on. Then when this happens, and Jesus is our great God and Savior, the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. And when people read Isaiah 35.5, they saw in the Messiah fulfillment of this because he opened the eyes of the blind and he unstopped the ears of the deaf. And they saw in this, as we look at the last days, we see, okay, resurrection bodies, new creation, new body, because when we're resurrected, we get a new body. So we saw, okay, uh, blind eyes will see, deaf ears and stop. Johnny Erickson Tata says, I'm going to pole vault, vault the pearly gates and be out of this wheelchair, you know? And we say, well, that's wonderful, and that's the reality of heaven, but there may be something else here. Do you remember what Isaiah's ministry was? He was to go to a people and say to them, keep on listening, but you won't hear. Keep on seeing, but you won't perceive because your hearts become 
uh, dull, insensitive. And I think that one application of this verse, Bible students, is then, look at verse 5, when this happens, when the Lord judges, when the eyes of Israel are open, when all Israel will be saved, Romans eleven twenty five through 27, at least the remnant there, then their blind eyes will be opened to the truth of the Messiah and their deaf ears will be unstopped. That could be speaking of spiritual realities as well as physical. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. You want to put yourself in Pastor Yusuf's shoes right now? Who may every day be tortured or abused or ridiculed and told, if you just convert to Islam, we'll let you out of prison. See, they're going to have to be strong people saying to those with anxious heart, those with, who are exhausted, those who are feeble, take courage. Look at verse 4 again. Make this your own tonight. Fear not. Behold, your God will come. You've read the book, right? He is coming, and he's going to come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, and he will save you. He is going to save you. That's his promise. He is going to save you. So hold on. Then when this happens, and Jesus is our great God and Savior, The eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. And when people read Isaiah 35.5, they saw in the Messiah fulfillment of this because he opened the eyes of the blind and he unstopped the ears of the deaf. And they saw in this, as we look at the last days, we see, okay, resurrection bodies, new creation, new body, because when we're resurrected, we get a new body. So we saw, okay, uh, blind eyes will see, deaf ears unstopped. Johnny Erickson Tata says, I'm going to, pole vault, vault the pearly gates and be out of this wheelchair, you know? And we say, well, that's wonderful and that's the reality of heaven, but there may be something else here. Do you remember what Isaiah's ministry was? He was to go to a people and say to them, keep on listening, but you won't hear. Keep on seeing, but you won't perceive because your hearts become uh, dull, insensitive. And I think that one application of this verse, Bible students, is then, look at verse five, when this happens, when the Lord judges, when the eyes of Israel are open, when all Israel will be saved, Romans eleven twenty five through 27, at least the remnant there, then their blind eyes will be opened to the truth of the Messiah and their deaf ears will be unstopped. That could be speaking of spiritual realities as well as physical. Then the lame will leap like a deer, and I think here pointing now to the, the uh new body and what Jesus did in his ministry. The tongue of the dumb will shout for joy. Waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the Arabah. The scorched land will become a pool, that which had incurred the judgment of God. The thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals, and we looked at that in earlier verses, it's resting place. Grass becomes reeds and rushes. If you have an NIV, it says, where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. 
and a highway will be there. Literally, this is not a highway in the sense of a freeway. This is a highway. Literally, a high as in up there way. There will be a highway. Isaiah is probably thinking here of a causeway, literally a, a way that is clearly visible, a way unto the Lord. There will be a highway there, a roadway, and it will be called, notice, the highway of holiness. The unclean will not travel on it, but it will be for him who walks that way, and fools will not wander on it. You see, unclean people and fools will not travel the highway to holiness, but the ones who travel it will be those who are redeemed, those who have walked that way, and that way is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Who will ascend the hill of the Lord, but him who knows Jesus Christ? This is the highway to holiness. No lion will be there, nor will any vicious beast go up on it. These will not be found there, but the redeemed, who? The redeemed will walk there. What's a redeemed person? Literally means to purchase or buy back. The next verse says, and the ransomed of the Lord will do what? They will return. So what does it mean to redeem? To purchase back, to buy back. That's redemption. What does ransom mean? You've all seen movies where someone steals somebody's child, right? And they put a ransom note in there. And they say, if you give me this amount of money, I will give your loved one back. And we watch people and they'll, they'll give everything they have. They'll sell everything that they have. They'll go across the world to rescue that child, to ransom them back. And that's what the Lord has done for you. As a matter of fact, he left heaven and came to earth to ransom you with his own blood. He gave his life in exchange for yours. He said, take me instead of them. I will become the one. You can ransom me. You can take me. You remember in the, in the movie, uh, the book from C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, do you remember uh, that's what Aslan did, right? Who's the kid that got himself in trouble with the witch? Who was it? Edmund, right? Turkish delight, man. That Turkish delight, it's just so good. Give me a little bit more. Maybe it could be a Christmas cookie for me. <laughs> I need to repent of Christmas cookies. But anyway, so, so he, he was manipulated by the witch, and then at the end, it's Aslan who get, ends up giving his life in exchange. I mean, that's, that's what the Lord has done for us. He has ransomed us. The ransom of the Lord will return on this highway. They will come. This is... The idea of, of a, a sense, that the idea of people coming with joyful singing to the presence of the Lord. They will come with joyful shouting to Zion with everlasting joy upon their heads. That's something I want to experience, everlasting joy. They will find gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing will flee away. If you have the NIV, it says, they will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. This week, um, we've had some difficult news with people, one family that Pastor John did a service for, and then um, 
another family in this congregation that lost a loved one. And, you know, this is our hope right here. That there will be a day when gladness and joy overtake us, when they're everlasting, and when sorrow and sighing flee away. A lot of sorrow in our world, a lot of sighing. A lot of people struggling with life and sometimes tempted to check out of life. And God says, you tell the exhausted, you tell those who are faint-hearted, you tell those who are struggling, I'm going to come. I'm going to make the way. I have ransomed you. I have redeemed you. Just hold on. It's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right in Christ. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your word. We're grateful for this highway to holiness that you have paved with your blood. You have made the way for us to be holy in your sight. Your sword of judgment was satiated as it came down on Jesus instead of us. The sword that pierced him, the Wounds that he suffered, he was pierced for my transgressions, he was wounded for my iniquities. The chastisement for my peace was upon him. By his wounds, I am healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray from this this highway to holiness. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Lord, that's the only way we can travel that road. That's the only way we can take the high road is through the blood of Jesus. But there are implications of that road and there's a holiness that you want from us once we embrace you, once we trust you. There's a holiness that flows from the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And now for us as believers, it's a matter of us yielding one day at a time, one moment at a time. We have a, a witness to this world, Lord, that matters. We have rewards that we are building up. We have people that we want to save, see saved. We, we have gifts that we want to engage. We certainly don't want to be on the sidelines. We want to occupy until you come. There are some here that are exhausted. There are some here that are feeling feeble. And I pray that they would be encouraged and strengthened. There are some here who are on those front lines and, and they're trying to encourage others. And I pray you'd encourage the encourager tonight. That they would stay strong. That they would say to others, your, your God will come. He will come and save you. So help us, Father, to keep our heads down, as it were, in prayer and walking with you. But keep our eyes up on Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Help us to walk in joy in anticipation of these days that will come. And until that day comes, help us to enjoy every moment that you give us on this planet, Father. If you're here and the Lord's spoken to your heart about your relationship with him or just something that you need to to do in light of what's been spoken, don't put it off. Don't wait. Just come right as you are and do some business with your God because he does want to bless you and strengthen you. But he does also want you to walk in victory. And so just cry out to him. Whatever it is that you need to give to him, 
Give it to him. Whatever grace you need back, he is willing to give it to you. Lord, bless your people, I pray. Fill them with your spirit. You've been listening to The Two Roads, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapters 34 and 35. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also be able to listen to Pastor Michael's teaching in Revelation, Job, and many more. Again, search for and follow Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. We're so glad that you are listening to the broadcast, supporting it, praying for it, partnering with us. You can find out everything you'd like to know about the broadcast, about the church behind it, when you go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Hey, would you consider partnering with us financially? $10, $20 a month, kind of as an automatic. That, that helps us with not only the radio bills, and radio time does cost significant money, but also for us to expand. We'd like to expand the broadcast to as many places as the Lord would take it. And you can help in that. You can partner in ministry by giving to Walk in Truth. If it's been a blessing to you, if we've been a blessing, would you bless us back? Walkintruth.com. Now, don't feel obligated. If you have it to give, you can give. If not, that's okay. Please keep listening. Tell a friend. Be praying. You can find out everything you'd like to know at walkintruth.com. We'll see you for two roads right here tomorrow. God bless you. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 36 called A Historical Narrative. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.